Tell us where are you tuning in from? Are you in France or where are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, close to Paris right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's happening over there? Well, <laughs> nothing too crazy, you know, since uh, <laughs> COVID and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, we are starting to have shows back here, so that's the good news. Yeah, I saw them announce Tomorrowland's lineup today. We got Perucaville's coming in hot over there. Yeah. What else? Uh, I personally have a bunch of shows in France and uh, in a few cities in Europe. Uh, I'm playing in Budapest uh, the 26th of this month. So that's pretty oh, dope. Wow. I, I haven't played in, the, in like, I don't know, like the last show I've played was, um, I think, in November last year, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, I didn't play for like one year and a half, almost two years. Wow. So oh, I gosh. basically play one show in one show in two years so I'm I'm like so excited <laughs> yeah get back behind the decks have you been like practicing or anything or are you good yeah. to go yeah I, I bought decks because I was like mm-hmm. so frustrated to not being able to play anything mm-hmm. so I bought I bought decks and I'm like having fun at home mm-hmm. and at the same time I can train and stuff like that so that's pretty dope yeah, I, I remember it was like around the end of last year, I would see you and Samplifier and like all the guys like get together and like yeah. go on like a little retreat or something and just like <laughs> take over the decks. <laughs> do you guys yeah, get it? Fun. Do you guys hang out a lot out there? Um, I mean, we are starting to do so, but um, I, I, I feel like our friend circle, if I can call this like that, was pretty close until um like covid because you know because of internet discord and all that stuff we met a mm-hmm. lot of people and we linked up with a lot of um other producer and friends that we didn't know before and um and yeah we were starting to organize you know parties and stuff like that so but before that we were kind of close with our longtime friends and i don't know well actually it's it's not even uh being close to our friends just we didn't know that other people existed in France. We just didn't. <laughs> we were not aware that there was like other like talented producers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are all the French dubstep producers that you know besides you and Sammy? Uh, I mean, there's my longtime friends, uh, Craze and Graffiti, of course. There's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. if if you want me to talk about like the newcomers, there's like uh, Doctor Ushu, mm-hmm. Bizo, uh, with who I've collabed on my last EP. Uh, Azabim, um, another friend, Hammerhead, uh, Sharks. There's so oh, many. Yeah. Sharks is in France. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, he's a French guy. Okay. And what about Nasco? Is he out in France or where is he? No, I think he's from Germany. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure he's from Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys yeah. have a lot of European artists out there. Very talented. We, we need to get you out here to the States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. It's like my uh, long-time dream. <laughs> it's like, not even my dream, it's like my, you know, goal as well as an artist. Mm-hmm. It's oh, just, yeah. you know, being able to to play my music to, to the U.S. It's very, something I really want to do. What would you say are like the hotbeds in Europe for dubstep and bass music right now? Uh, I, I think France is 
<clears throat> maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that France is the only country in Europe where you have different cities that have shows. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the other countries that I know, at least, have only like one city. For example, the in Hungary, you have Budapest, but I never seen any shows or maybe I'm just not aware of that. Mm -hmm. But um, well, Netherlands, they have Amsterdam, yeah. they, they have Rotterdam too, but I don't know if there's still a lot of shows out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's really so, so. Yeah, I'd say that France and Hungary are, at least to me, the the like most um, um, most uh, I would say that active mm -hmm. uh, countries for dubstep in Europe and Belgium too. Uh, ah, there's <laughs> there's, there's a couple. Yeah, exactly. Although um, we always talk about Boots House on this show, but I feel like that's where I've seen like the most dubstep shows consistently announced. Actually, forgot about. Germany, but yeah, there, there's a bunch of shows <laughs> yeah. in Germany as well. So yeah, there's like those four or five countries close to each other that do, do this, these shows. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like it's not the same for the rest of the Europe. If you go down, you have like Croatia to do some mm -hmm. shows like, um, I cannot remember the name. Uh, it's like a festival where you have more like deep dubstep and drum and bass. Like, uh, Outlook Festival. Oh. Outlook Festival. Outlook. Or you have like boats and stuff. It's like super have crazy. To look that up. Wait, isn't yeah. that the one that Yacht Week is also part of, where they take you to Outlook Festival, Chrissy? I think so. Yeah, I think I saw a route. Outlook yeah. route. Maybe. Uh, UK. Because we know that yeah. they just announced Drop Zone Festival, which is the big hard dance event. I don't know about that. Uh, hard Zone, you say? Hard Style, yeah. It's like a okay. hard style festival on one of the islands in Croatia. So that's a big one. Okay. Okay, I never heard about it, but yeah, it's cool. Mm -hmm. And then Ultra Europe, I think, is in Croatia, right? They have one there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, I know that Yacht Week takes you to Croatia for like Ultra Outlook Festival, but then also their original routes. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, if you get if you get the chance to go to Outlook Festival, definitely go there because it's always like uh, all those you know uh, big heads from deep dubstep and drum and bass i mean it's, it, it looks crazy i would love to to get there someday mm -hmm. so what other aside from the states are there other countries that you would love to play at that are also as your dream as an artist um i don't know if there's a lot of shows in like south america but Ooh. i would love like to if there's yeah. any shows out there i don't know i would love to at at the same time maybe visit uh but other than that uh, i i think i, I must i, I I must done like, you know, the, all the countries where there's a lot of dub tip shows in the world. I mean, I've been to Australia, I've mm -hmm. been to China, mm -hmm. I did a bunch of shows in Europe. Yeah, I've I've been many times to um, Canada, mm -hmm. but the only thing I haven't done yet is just the United States. So wow. So what was China like? I heard the crowds out there are crazy. Yeah, it, it was really cool. But the thing is that uh, that was too fast for me. Like. Uh, Honestly, my trip in China was like two days long or maybe th three days long. Oh, that's nothing. And I played two <laughs> shows. So I let you imagine how tired I was and how everything was too fast in my head. I didn't even like enjoy my my trip really out there because I was so disconnected. But the little, the little amount of time I spent with the people out there was just amazing. People were, were just so mm -hmm. nice. And uh, and the crowd was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like at banging and mush pitting. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's epic. Where in China did you go? What city? 
I playing um I've played at uh, I don't know if I will pronounce it well, but Guangzhou. Okay. And mm -hmm. Shanghai. Oh, Guangzhou. And that that I was, think the... it was Guangzhou. What do you say? Guangzhou. I think that's yeah, that's saying. maybe. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm sorry. It's like it's like a big city, not so far away from um, um, Shanghai. Mm -hmm. It must cool. be Guangzhou. I don't know, but never been there. Definitely. But I've heard the crowds out there are crazy, and they yeah. love dubstep. <laughs> yeah, that was a a good experience, but unfortunately, way too short. Did you do um, support for someone, or was, were they your own dates? No, that or? was my uh, that was my own little tour. Oh, cool! Yeah, that was cool, but I was alone at the same time, so it was kind of scary, and uh, you know, it would have been way funnier with someone else, I guess. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like going to an Asian country would be really hard, especially if you're alone because you can't read the language. At least for me, I would be like using that Google app where you take photos of the words and then it translates it for you. I had a, a tour manager with me, mm -hmm. uh, someone from the Chinese uh, booking agency. So it was mm -hmm. chilling with me and just, you know, walking me around real quick. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to struggle too much with uh, the language barrier. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, that's much needed. I, I would even struggle if I went to France too. The only French words that I know are parlez-vous français. <laughs> That's a good start. And then I answer, no, I don't speak French. So <laughs> All I know is... those uh, apps to learn language fast. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. when I went to Paris, I went there a couple times. All I would say is, je m'appelle Yesenia. Je suis de America. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I guess French is not the, easy, the easiest language to, to learn, but um, most of the French people speak English, at least in, in Paris. If you go in like uh, sort of lost cities, you, you will have less chances to find your mm -hmm. way and stuff like that. But if you just stay in Paris and big cities, you shouldn't have any problem speaking in English. You said you're right outside of Paris, right? Yeah. What are the hot clubs in Paris? Because I might be going to Paris this summer and we're going to spend a couple of days there just to see what's up. Um, I, honestly, I, I will be like honest with you. I've been so disconnected from what is still active or not uh, in the nightlife in Paris, especially since COVID. I hear that a lot of uh, nightclubs have been like shut down mm -hmm. and some of them have been like, um, how do you say that? you know, bought by someone else and they yep. changed the name and all that stuff. So I'm not really aware of what is going on in the, <laughs> in the night, nightlife here. But like for dubstep, um, if you, if you want to do a dubstep show in Paris, uh, one of the club that do like the most shows right now is uh, the Nexus. It's called oh, the Nexus. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Nexus. It's a, it's a really cool club. Do you, do you like any other EDM genres besides dubstep? Um, honestly, I like everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that I listen to everything, but, um, you know, I don't intentionally go and listen to every sort of stuff, mm -hmm. but, uh, there's nothing in my mind that like, I'm like, ah, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like, like Melbourne, Melbourne house. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. not my, uh, yeah. my thing. <laughs> well, I love I love house music. I love like um, any I mean bass music. I love um, mm -hmm. bass house. Oh my god, sorry. Yes, <laughs> bass, right. house. bass house. Love it. Uh, I love drum and bass. I love uh -huh. step obviously. 
uh i don't know what other edm stuff I like techno it. we love techno yeah I like techno. techno yeah my mom used to listen to a lot of techno so uh i'm kind of used to to these sounds as well oh cool yeah we really want to go to the clubs in berlin and just hit hit a few of those up and like see the, what it's like the, the bergen is that the one that's open for like days straight I'm not sure, but that's for sure one of the most famous one for like techno. Yeah, so. that one would be super cool. Um, we also really want to go to Creamfields, the festival. Okay. Yes, in the UK. It, I'm not sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. what, what What's uh, the music out there? What kind of music? I think it's a lot of drum and bass. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe maybe one of my friends told, uh, told about this. I don't know, Creamfield. I will check this out for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think they have like they had the chain smokers out there at the Creamfields. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have the like big ones. so <laughs> and like just the main like okay. all the main stage whores would love Creamfields because of all the basic big room artists. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. But, yeah. Well, switching gears here, because I'm sure everyone who's listening right now, mm -hmm. they want to learn a little bit more about you. So instead of us rambling off about travel, we can go on for hours. <laughs> We'd love to learn more about uh, your relationship with Never Say Die, because you've been working with them for quite some time now. So yeah. how did you build that connection with them? And how has it been working with them? Um, I think it all started with Schism hitting me up on Twitter one day um, and just asking me for some music. And I believe that um, at that time, you know, at the time, Spaghetti was already Spaghetti, sorry, was already <laughs> working with... Yeah. <laughs> He was already working with NSD and uh, we were kind of close. He played a, a bunch of shows in Paris and we were on the, on the same lineup and mm -hmm. we, you know, just had fun every time. And I, I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe he talked about me to Schism, which then hit me up mm -hmm. and asked me for some music. And I then released my first single uh, on Black Label, which was uh, No Regrets in 2017. Mm -hmm. um then i had a few remix opportunities the first one was for spaghetti as well um then yeah i have a couple also readies and you know it just started like that honestly it was then natural to just um walk with them mm -hmm. and i think in 2018 i signed a contract and you know exclusivity contract with the label mm -hmm. um and and yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here today. Still walking with them, still, you know, having some music in the works. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's how I got into NSD. That was like pretty, 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 a pretty simple explanation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And that was, that was a very unexpected thing to happen to me as well. I, I never pitched my music to labels before because I was, um, I was kind of afraid of, you know, the, the answers rejection and just yeah exactly mm -hmm. i mean i was not really afraid of it but um i, I didn't know what to expect and uh, i wasn't sure if my music was worth getting on labels uh mm -hmm. but then yeah i received that message from schism and boom <laughs> yeah i feel like a lot of producers kind of feel that way too like maybe they're super good at production but they've never gotten that reinforcement so they're like oh I don't either know how to pitch my stuff to a label or I don't know anyone at a label that I can talk to. I don't want to yeah. embarrass myself, but like, cause there's no textbook way to pitch your, your demos, right? Sometimes they just happen. 
Um, but like one of my favorite sayings that Yessie and I always say is like every no that you get is closer to the big yes. Yeah, of course. No. Of course. Totally agree. But yeah, th there's a lot of, you know, chance in this and also a lot of work. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, if you don't know anything about uh, how to pitch your music to labels or how to socialize in general with people on the internet and get your, your name known out there, uh, mm -hmm. you can only pray for luck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Or a connection, a good connection. Yeah. What well, role, I'm curious to hear what role do you think social media plays in like just being a successful producer nowadays? Um, well, I don't know. It's a good question because first of all, I don't know what a good and a successful producer is for you exactly. But mm -hmm. um, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I understand the question. And honestly, I think it is important today. And I'm, I'm not a very social media guy unfortunately and i can feel that it's not impacting my music or my art or whatever in a wrong mm -hmm. way but it's definitely slowing me slowing me down compared to maybe other people that are doing the same stuff but are way more active and way closer to their fans and all that stuff so i mm -hmm. i think that it has a big role uh not on your i mean it doesn't have like a big impact on your music directly but more on mm -hmm. the all the other aspects that maybe don't people don't see directly, like bookings, um, bookings and bookings mostly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Other stuff, of course, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. And yeah, so yeah, I think it's it has a big a big impact. And even in general, you know, people are always attracted to like those big numbers. You know, when you're not like an artist, especially, um, <laughs> you're seeing someone with like big numbers, you will be maybe more curious to check this out and and see why is this guy famous eventually or and you know it's all that sort of stuff that also as an artist makes can i uh, can i makes you want to you know have more like numbers on your uh yeah uh, yeah social media stuff it's like a sort of vicious circle that i'm not really liking personally mm -hmm. but yeah if you want to stay in the in the loop you gotta be on social media and do do the stuff do the work Right. I know yeah. a lot of people just use Instagram to replace Google nowadays. So if you're not on Instagram, then where are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. As much as we hate social media, I mean, this podcast wouldn't be where it is. Adoptive FBI wouldn't be where it is. Like just anything, even just running welcome records because we're the label mm -hmm. managers. So just not having social media, I don't even think we would really get any plays. No, even for me, I mean, out. if I didn't have social media, I wouldn't be there today. I'm, I'm like complaining, complaining about it, but <laughs> yeah. you need to promote my music and yeah. get more fans and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. totally for you. It's a love and hate relationship. <laughs> and that's how I feel about TikTok too, because yes. where there's also some other artists that we work with personally, and we're always trying to find ways to blow up their new tracks. And we realize that TikTok really helps a lot. Like if you make a funny little skit or just like some stupid stuff and you add their song yeah. in the background, people are always commenting like, mm -hmm. what's the ID? What's the ID? Track ID. Like if people like that's it, you'll get tons you know, and tons I, of comments. Yeah. I don't even know that because I'm not using TikTok at all, but uh, that's a good thing to know. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it just makes people like very curious, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So other... I guess in Europe, are things still in lockdown over there? Is there a curfew? What is that like right now? It's getting way better right now. Um, as I said, now we're sp speaking right now, at least now. I, we don't know what will happen in one week. Maybe 
we have we'll have a new variant and you should done this stuff. Ugh, yeah. but, um, Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, right now it's getting better. Um, we don't have any restrictions other than uh, having to be vaccinated mm-hmm. three times. Oh, three right. times. That's a requirement. Yeah, to have your, uh, okay. uh, I don't know what you call it in English, uh, vax passport. The booster? Or... The oh, vax passport? It's like a, it's vax card? Bas- yeah, exactly. And you can't do shit if you don't have this vax card. You can't mm. go to the bar. You can't. I think it's getting like pretty serious. You actually can't do anything yeah. <laughs> without it. So wow. it's basically forcing people to do the the, the vaccine and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, every, everything is just open now, and we don't have like restrictions. I think we we still have to put the masks on um, mm-hmm. outside. I guess I'm not even sure because I, I spend so much time in this room. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> if I have. I just put my mask on in case uh, I have yeah. to do it. But yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's getting better, way better than a few months ago. Yeah, I think tourism is also slowly coming back to Europe because we were in Croatia last May already, and there was no one there. Like it was deserted. It was kind of like a ghost town. So hopefully tourism it, comes back. Was it easy to to get there? Um, I had to take four flights to get there from Denver. I did like Denver to Texas, Texas to the UK, UK to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Croatia. Um, but once trip. we were there, yeah, crazy trip. It was like a two day long journey. Oh, but okay. um, once we were there, I mean, it was fine. Like crossing the border into Bosnia, you just had to have your vaccine card. Um, we were like on a boat, so we just partied the whole time, but it was, it was pretty cool. I think it was harder for me because, well, she traveled through the UK, but when I had a layover in Amsterdam and in Amsterdam, you had to have a negative PCR test. I think it was harder to cross through that layover in Amsterdam than it was to actually get into Croatia. Because as soon as we got to Croatia, they barely even looked at like the vaccine card. Like they just, (laughs) they just wanted to see a card. Like they didn't even, I don't even think the lady checked that my name matched the passport. Okay. But, like my passport. Yeah, they're, like, come on it. yeah they're just like, come on it, come on it. Where did tourism? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. No, literally. And like, even when we were in Bosnia at small little gift shops and stuff, they were like, please tell your friends to come. Like we're open. We need you. Like just yeah, tell of course. everyone. So mm-hmm. hard for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Croatia was great. Other than that. Yes. Yeah. Normally, like when I have gone to Europe, it's packed everywhere. There's hundreds of tourists. There's hundreds of pickpocketers everywhere. And just like, crazy so it was pretty nice it was pretty deserted yeah Yeah. and didn't really have to make any reservations anywhere which was great (laughs) um well we have a cut we have two more questions for you before we move into our submitted questions um the first one i'm curious what was it like working with dj diesel and nitty-gritty on your track uh that was crazy i mean um just the fact that i'm moving music with these guys is like just unreal um what what was the question exactly like you want to know the process or more like how i feel about it how did you first get started on that collab like how did it happen it was like so random honestly um i you know i had nitty-gritty i mean i worked with nitty-gritty on one track for my uh latest cp Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the track called the fall and Mm -hmm. after we did this song nitty-gritty just hit me up asking me if I was like down to work with him and Shaq I was like is, is that even a question like uh, uh, 
I, I, I wouldn't watch couldn't it. Believe what I was <laughs> yeah. reading, I was like, like what? <laughs> and uh, it just happened like that, kind of like the schism story. It was just a random mm-hmm. thing happening in my life. Yeah. And I mean, it's not that random because obviously we we I know nitty gritty, and this probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't met before, didn't make music before that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was pretty just straightforward, and uh, so yeah, he linked me up with uh, Shaq and. We just uh, met the track. Actually, we met the track in like a week or something like that. It was oh, wow. really, really fast. <laughs> but it, really it, fast. It, it, it took like way more time to finalize er, finalize everything. But the main ideas were like just wrote down in less than a week. Have you met Shaq yet in person? No, no. Oh, Ever. there you go. He's a, he's getting around. Like he's playing shows. He's releasing music. Like he is pumping. I saw that. I hope yeah. I'll be able to meet him sometime in, in the US, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's an absolute That'll be crazy monster. because I'm a super <laughs> small guy and yeah. he's a very tall guy. So it's going to be a lot, very huge uh, difference. You got to get the picture for the Instagram. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I remember when I first saw him, I was like, all right, you definitely do not want to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could easily squash you. <laughs> I will not try. Yeah, That's we were funny. talking to crank that before this episode and he was saying that his goal is when he meets Shaq he wants to give him a piggyback ride so we're like okay well <laughs> yeah. like, good like, luck like hold on like Shaq on, on yeah. or <laughs> yeah and him carrying him around the festival <laughs> I mean Kringat is a pretty strong guy strong guy isn't it yeah so he's like he's... doing a lot of gym and stuff so mm-hmm. maybe cool yeah guys. I don't know yeah, we were like, just keep hitting the PRs, keep squatting, and mm-hmm. yeah, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, besides, you know, making music, are there other hobbies you have? Or is music pretty much your full-time job? That's most of what you do. Yeah. Music is like my full-time job. Uh, I do I do like some mentoring uh, as well. I mean, it's still music, oh. but I do some mentoring. I'm also working on sample packs started this uh during the first wave of covid and i found something that i like doing and it's also a great uh income for me especially since i didn't play shows since a long time mm-hmm. um so this um and i also recently got into blender Ooh, uh, yeah. I, I know you talked about great cl- yeah sorry <laughs> my bad you talked about crank that and is part of the motivations uh and why i'm doing this blender stuff now yeah. because um i was like subscribed to his patreon and mm-hmm. he had those those um sorry blender tutorials mm-hmm. and i was like oh i need to watch this and get inspired and try my own stuff i also saw his visuals he's making visuals and they're like all crazy so he kind of got me inspired to do that so i i found a new hobby and almost passion during covid doing like yeah. visuals visual stuff i'm pretty beginner i'd say but it's just you know i enjoy it a lot but other than that i just do music 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 it's Mm -hmm. my uh my only thing sometimes video games but yeah Mm -hmm. so if people wanted to reach out to you to get lessons you have availability and you can um right now i'm doing less lessons because i'm working on many projects many tracks and stuff like that uh, so I kind of slowed down that stuff, but I'm still doing some of them. If people want to hit me up, feel free to do it. Obviously, I can definitely answer and say I'm not available. 
Uh, I have an email for that. It's uh, ivorymusicbox at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, uh, so if uh, yeah, people want to hit me up for that. But yeah, uh-huh. that's, uh, that's it. Sweet. Well, we have one submitted question. This is kind of a funny one. Um, okay. One of our street team members just wanted to know, why is your dubstep so gross? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's maybe the, the bread we have here. The bread? <laughs> the water. <laughs> the yeast. <laughs> maybe the water. I don't know. The ingredients. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I like heavy stuff. I, I like... Uh, what, what, what was the adjective used? Um, why is your dubstep so gross? Gross. What do you mean by gross? It's like dirty? Like nasty? Yeah. Filthy. I don't know. I like, I, it's filthy. I like nasty, filthy dubstep is the thing I like a lot. Uh-huh. It, it works for you, so keep it up. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was from, yeah, our street team member, Yale on the rail. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever seen his Instagram handle, but he calls himself Yale on the rail. <laughs> on and the yes, rail. Yeah. He's always the, the question. He's always on the rail. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I think we should move on to our lightning round. So we're going to spit questions at you. I don't know if you've seen some of our episodes, but we're just going to throw questions at you and just answer as you go. And they can be quick answers or long answers, whatever whatever happens, happens. All right. I'll do my best. <laughs> you never know so, what will happen in the lightning round. <laughs> you never know. It's a few questions. I'm excited. So let's see what we got here. Yes. So would you rather play at a large festival or for a small intimate crowd? Mm, a small intimate crowd. Love That's it. That's my thing. In Europe, that would be sick. Especially Boots House, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I've played both room in Boots House, so I can tell that that small room is pretty dope. Oh, the boiler room? I would room. love to play festivals, too. I'm not against playing festivals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Who are your producer best friends? My producer best friend? Mm-hmm. Samplifier. Hey, Sammy. Hey. That's my guy. <laughs> Shout out, Sammy. Yeah. All right. This one might be difficult for you, but we'll see. Okay. So fuck, marry, kill, samplifier, murder, infect. Wow. That's a <laughs> tough question. What the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Um, you got to kill someone. You got to fuck someone, marry someone. Who's it going to be? <laughs> I'd say I'd marry simplifier because he's like my, my best friend. And, uh, you know, when you marry someone, you, it means that like you're going to stay with him for a long time. So I wish to have him as my friend for a long time. Um, so cute. I will probably kill Murda because I love this guy. But, you know, it's just fun to say I'm going to kill him for no reason. We'll um, see what his reaction is to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to, to see that. So if you're going to do an interview or something with him. Uh, and yeah, so at fuck uh, in fact, obviously, I don't know him a lot. I never met him. Uh, why or hell? I think so. It's maybe a good time to do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I ask him. No, yes. Mm-hmm. That was a funny question. <laughs> we we hey. like to ask people that. That kind of puts people on the spot. Loosen it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when we interviewed Samplifier, he also said he would kill Murda, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> 
Aww. Poor Murda. Oh. Yeah, poor Murda. So Kobe, we love so, you if you hear us. Sorry, Murda, but apparently everyone wants to kill you. <laughs> no. But he's also, I heard he's really bad at Warzone. So can't really say much um, about that. I don't know about that. I, I I know my friends are playing with him. Uh, I will ask them <laughs> and let you know. For the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the next question. How many IDs are you sitting on? Um, I think I've, I'm sitting on so many right now. Like it's, it's, I don't know how to say that exactly. I'm, I'm like, it's, uh, oh my God. I never sat on so much tunes in my life. Yeah. That's what I'm mm -hmm. trying to say. I always been that guy who is releasing his music and is like without anything left. Mm -hmm. Uh, but because of COVID and other stuff and no shows, I wasn't, you know, inspired to write a lot of stuff. So I start many things. And I just recently finished a lot. So I'm like sitting on, um, I have, uh, honestly, I'm, uh, I have probably an album length of dubstep. I have like a um, uh, drum and bass EP in the works and other drum and bass uh, tracks that are not in the EP or maybe, I don't know. Uh, I also have other stuff, like more pop music stuff. I'm working oh, wow. with Dr. Rushu uh, with... Uh, I mean, with him on completely different stuff, not dubstep, just pop music with uh, French artists. So that's fun. So yeah, wow. I'm sitting on a lot of music. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, I'm going to throw another question in here that wasn't on the list. Do you have any upcoming releases in the next month or two? Uh, I've got a release this Friday. Oh. Yeah, I'm releasing uh, my remix for Heritage and Rico Acts. It's a drum and bass mm -hmm. remix of the track Portical. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to release right. this one. And I have a big thing coming this month as well, which just started to be announced on social media, but not a lot. You know, it's just like teasing here and there. Uh, but all I can say is that it's going to be Frenchy as fuck. Frenchy and as fuck. Yeah. And that's all I can say. More. <laughs> I can say more. <laughs> But yeah, so two 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 things coming this month, and yeah, that's it. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a lot. I mean, for one month, so we'll we'll stay yeah. locked. Mm -hmm. Right. And who knows? Maybe you can uh, submit some demos over to us for Welcome Records. We love drum and bass. Yeah. Okay. Drum and bass. So I didn't know you have a label. So we run Kezo's record label, Welcome Records. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't understand mm -hmm. that. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. That's welcome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's great. Well, why yeah, not? Yeah, we're we're already looking for tracks for the little comp of horrors that he puts out every October. So we're always looking for something unique that's pushing boundaries. Um, and like I said, we love drum and bass. So mm -hmm. if you have anything that you think would be a good fit for the comp or just anything in general, well, send them let, over. Let's keep in touch and I can definitely send you some stuff I'm sitting on and see if you like it or not. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, there, there's some stuff I didn't plan on doing anything with right now. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Next one. Would you prefer airplane travel or train? Train. 100 percent i'm like uh, not very I, i'm not feeling really well in planes i'm like very anxious say and play uh, and train is more like cool it's way. more efficient in europe especially yeah 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 i, I mean I, I don't know i don't know i feel like 
taking planes is like, I mean, flying is very fast in Europe. Like Paris to Amsterdam is not even one hour. You you don't even go in the crazy cruising um, altitude or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You just go, you just do that and then do that directly. It's very fun. <laughs> Up, down. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if that's faster or not than train. Yeah. Last time I took a train in America, it broke down in the mountains. I was going from Denver to Winter Park to ski. And then on the way back, the train broke down and we were stuck in the in this train in the middle of the mountains for hours. It was terrible. Oh, oh damn. Well, yeah. I was actually this weekend, I was thinking of going to Winter Park by the train. So good to know. I'm not Be doing careful. that. Be <laughs> careful. Um, I got the next question for you. We only have two more left. What artists do you think are killing the game right now? Who do you think is like the hottest upcomer? Who do you recommend we listen to? Um, good question. Divide. Do you know, do you know Divide? Divide? I don't know if I'm pronouncing. Deviate, I think. D V E I G H H T. Oh. Was I can't see you. The disciple comes. I think oh, it, yeah. yeah it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did uh, an EP on Disciple and he did a remix for Infect. And he just released a showcase, which like blew my mind. Literally, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. Every, every is like crazy. We're going to have to check that showcase out because I've, I've briefly seen him, but I've never checked out any of his stuff. So, wow. And something I really enjoy lately is Bass Tripper. Uh, I can give you a link in the Zoom chat real quick yeah. so you can check it out. This track in particular is like my uh, favorite right now. It's like drum and bass. Oh, I mean, he's more from... like jump up or I don't know what it is exactly. But very yeah. track and you'll see. It's Bad, bad Tripper the Wo. The Wo. Oh. I don't know what you pronounce that. Bad the Tripper vow. the Wo. Yeah. Wow. Oh, <laughs> he's from Belgium. That's awesome. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. is that Rampage Belgium he's playing is so at? His, his header? Yeah, his photo. It's his header. It's, I think that's Rampage. That's yep. sick. Oh, sick. It is. Oh. Well, now I have music to get me through the rest of the day at work because we're, we're on lunch break right now. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> awesome. Well, last question for you. If you could play any festival in the world, anywhere, which one would you play and why? Hmm. Well, right now, because of the trajectory of my career, I'd say I will aim for Lost Lands because mm. that's where all the homies are, homies are, and that's where you know probably my fan base will be as well, mm-hmm. uh, or at least most of it. Uh, but I don't know. Festival I would love to play at EDC. Maybe it's like looking so crazy. Mm-hmm. playing at the base pod that would be so oh, sick yeah it's also it looks yeah. like there's so much homies out there as well it's mm-hmm. it's like a, a a bigger festivals than Lost Lands but you have like a sort of mini Lost Lands in there there's a lot of yeah. dubstep stuff yeah. it's so fun <laughs> no literally well even uh, I feel like Tomorrowland would also be sick because yeah so it just dropped the lineup today yeah Wooly mm-hmm. was on it that's crazy yeah Wooly Mudstep Detroit mm-hmm. Riots Kezo's uh, on it as well yeah. oh Kezo cool mm-hmm. there's also this other artist that Will you be just there? dropped well we want to but i don't know if we'll be able to make it happen i think yeah. i'll be out there in july but i don't know if i'll be at tomorrowland okay yeah i would love to go but 
I don't really have a reason to go out there for work or anything other than just a party. (laughs) I see. But like if somehow we got a work assignment out there or like some sort of marketing job, then sweet. Yeah, we'll definitely go. But right now, yeah, no, we have other trips planned that like we can kind of mix work with pleasure. Yeah. But Tomorrowland, it would be just for pleasure Mm -hmm. as of now. Okay. That's uh, good to think like that. Yeah. You know. So if we can go for work and do some tax write-offs, you know, and like, because, <laughs> you know, here in the U.S., they track every single thing. And it's just, I hate, it's tax season right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but <laughs> that concludes our lightning round and pretty much the end of the interview. So do you have any final words that you'd like to say to anyone who's tuning in right now? Well, uh, thanks for watching if you're watching this. And also thanks for you. Thanks to you for having me. That was fun. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. those uh, weird questions at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's our favorite uh, part. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. I think that's the first interview I'm doing, like the first video interview, at least in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. I, well, wasn't, uh, I didn't know how to, what, what will happen. So, right. Yeah. You never know. You, ju- you just get an invitation <laughs> to be featured as a guest and you say yes, and then anything could happen. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just like to keep this casual and we want our listeners to feel like they're part of the conversation. And so, yeah, I'm, I hope you had fun. We had fun as well. I had, uh, had fun. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks again for, for yeah. Thanks for joining. And thanks to everyone who is tuning in and listening. And if there's any other artists you want to see on the pod, drop them in the comments below. Be sure to follow Ivory on all social media platforms. Go stream his music. And then we're going to go stream. Uh, who is it? The bass guy, bass and bass tripper. Yes, bass tripper. Bass tripper.